Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Seven twenty WGN. That mom that said her thirty-one-year-old daughter died of a fentanyl overdose, and she's now raising her children. She sent a text back and said, "As Chris said, my daughter thought it was something else." I'm not condoning anything, but the facts are the facts. And then Eddie from Montgomery chimed in and said that you know he he just got out. He said he's been dealing with addictions his whole life. Twenty-two years ago this month, I came out of a treatment center for three months. I've been good since. But if people really want to do things like fentanyl, they're going to do it. So it's their responsibility, not Mexico's fault or China or anybody else except for that person. The difference with fentanyl, like the story about the baby in an Airbnb, is you really only have to come in contact with it in many issues. It'll be an interesting show to watch. So watch Cuomo tonight. It'll be good. The reason... Those people are giving for going to Mexico and getting caught in the fire, the crossfire between cartels is she's saying she went for a tummy tuck and someone she was with was shot. Two other people were killed. And yesterday when we were talking about the medical tourism, because let's face it, more of you participate based on text messages in medical tourism than in dabbling with fentanyl. I thought it would be a good thing to talk about. Nestor Rodriguez is an immigration studies expert and professor of sociology at the University of Texas at Austin. Over a million people a year, a million Americans going to Mexico for what they call medical tourism. It's it's getting treatment for everything from, well, tell me, Professor Rodriguez, is it just dental work? Is it tummy tucks? Is it cosmetic procedures? What do you know about medical tourism with Americans going to Mexico? Well, it, it involves uh, many all kinds of procedures that people get in the U.S., but they can get cheaper in Mexico. So dental work, you know, uh, uh, tummy tucks, uh, you name it, but also to, to get medicines. Many people go and buy their medication or medicines they need in the Mexican side because they're also less expensive. And tourists seem to have some sort of protection, especially when they're traveling with, a, you know, a tour group or maybe a, like an Apple Vacations or FunJet or those type. Um, when they're traveling over the border, just driving with perhaps cash to get a medical procedure, because are they paid for in cash? Does that make them a target? Uh, well, I think uh, everyone's potentially a target, but... Uh, it depends what area you're going to go across the border. There are some areas like Matamoros that are controlled by cartels. And, and so, you know, if you don't know what's a safe thing to do, you're, you may wander into a dangerous place where you're going to be attacked and kidnapped. And not all places in the border have similar risk or, or danger, but there are many places that do. I found it interesting that the CDC here in America has guidelines for those planning to go to another country for medical care and, you know, what they should carry with them and what they should expect. Do you expect that the numbers will rise from a million people a year going abroad for medical treatment? 
Well, it could be. It depends how the economy does in the U.S. You know, if people have more money, then maybe they can afford more treatment in the U.S. But obviously there's a segment of people who need surgery or dental work or who need medicines, and they, they, they just find a better deal in Mexico, and they can travel there and get them. But unfortunately, that carries a, a, an amount of risk that sometimes can be lethal. And this, by the way, is Professor Rodriguez. He's immigration studies. He's an expert and professor of sociology at the University of Texas at Austin. This has opened up a can of worms, so to speak. We always knew the cartels were there. It seemed that people would travel fairly safely to Mexico. Now there are more state warnings with spring break coming up and the murder of these two Americans and the kidnapping of the other two seems to be at the top of everyone's conversation. What do you see happening? You've been following what well, is going I, on, and you're right there in a border state. Well, I, I I hope, I think that people should be a little bit or a lot more cautious that the border is not always safe, and especially if the locals know where to go when they trip, when they cross the border because they live in that area and they know and they hear a lot of information. But people who are coming from Michigan or Illinois or Kentucky or may not be border not knowledgeable, and they are going to they may wander into risk. This happened this weekend. And do you think it's safe for Americans to drive in Mexico? I well, I don't think so. Okay, well, that's just my personal view. I don't. I wouldn't drive in Mexico. I stopped driving in Mexico. I used to go into Mexico to do research and. Once the cartels got very aggressive, I stopped going. So if you're asking me, I'm telling you that for my, for my own sake, I don't think it's safe. Yeah, well, and I'm with you. I've been going to Mexico for 30, 40 years, and there's never a chance that I would drive or rent a car in any state in Mexico because I do feel that you put yourself at uh, more risk. Well, thank you for joining yeah. us. Is there anything else you can tell us about medical tourism and why the allure is so big factors other than cost because my concern would be they don't have the equipment i i notice living part of my life in a rural area and part of my life in the city of chicago that just the equipment the differentiation between equipment used at different medical facilities that could detect or Mm -hmm. you know future issues or what what you're being treated for is so vastly different that I've got to guess that in some of these border towns, they don't have the multi-million dollar equipment that you would find in the U.S. You know, I think you're right. and But I think that many of the people who are going may be going for simpler procedures like dental cleaning and things like that. But nonetheless, no matter how simple it is, it's, uh, people should be very cautious when you're crossing over into Mexico. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor Rodriguez. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. He's with the University of Texas at Austin. Somebody just sent a text and said, I know a few people that have gone to other countries for health care. I haven't heard negative stories. You should focus on the subpar services some are receiving in Florida for Brazilian butt lifts. I've read several different stories of botched procedures. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can see those a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and somebody else said the Mexican cartels control many of the Chicago gangs. They push for violence to establish fear and supply the drugs for distribution. You've got to think if that amount of fentanyl is coming across the border that, yes, it's coming to cities like Chicago, obviously, and distribution is not being done by the cartels. So I think it's such a big problem 
that just saying we need to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a solution, but I'll be watching Cuomo tonight because I'm sure he's got one. (laughs) Hey, Steve has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. After 3 o'clock, Will Purdue will talk Chicago Bulls basketball. Maybe he can help me pick a few for my brackets as well. That's on the way on 720 WGN. Chicago's very own WGN.